name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the hardest sermon I've ever had to write. I began my sermon prep on Monday as usual, spending some time with the readings and some commentary. I'm pretty sure I preached this same Sunday last year. I was thinking, it's about baptism. Go to the covenant. The sermon will write itself. Easy peasy. But I kept finding myself getting distracted by things going on in the world. The Georgia Senate election runoff was Tuesday. I stayed up late to watch the returns. At about midnight, I went to bed with a sense of real hope that things were turning in a more positive direction for our nation. It is 2021 now, after all. Wednesday morning dawned with the confirmation that the Georgia results looked like the U.S. Senate would be even finally at 50-50. Hooray! The wheels of government may begin to turn properly again, driven by the force of compromise. By midday, the country was turned to watching the counting of the Electoral College votes, the final formal step toward ensuring a peaceful transfer of power. Ordinarily, this is a sort of dry, rather ceremonial event that hardly gets any play in the news. But this has been no ordinary election cycle. And then the unthinkable happened. An armed mob stormed the Capitol. An armed mob stormed the Capitol. No, it's not a scene from some dystopian Netflix series we saw our nation's capital shrouded in smoke and broken glass and scattered paper. Dozens of people were injured. One woman in the mob died from a gunshot wound. One member of the Capitol Police died from wounds received in the riot after being struck in the head with a fire extinguisher. Three others died from natural causes. Five people lost their lives for a lie. Yes, an evil lie. This lie serves only itself. It shifts and dodges to suit whatever need it has. From time immemorial, mankind has used this lie to try and save itself. And the lie is this. I and people like me are better than you and people like you. I am better than you. I will do anything I can to perpetuate this lie because this lie gives me power over you. After the Capitol was secured later that evening, the Congress went back to its work and completed its duty to the nation. What is our duty moving forward? It won't be easy. It hasn't been easy for a long time. We here in Arkansas have an especially hard uphill battle because many of our family, friends, and neighbors, and even our elected leaders may be really invested in this lie. On Christmas Eve, Brother Jack Crowley of the Society of St. John the Evangelist 
preached on Matthew's account of Herod's slaughter of the holy innocents. Herod had heard the prophecy that a baby boy would be born the king of Israel. But Herod was a believer in the lie that he was better than this baby boy. So Herod ordered that all baby boys be killed to prevent the chosen one from taking Herod's place. Brother Jack gives us good words about the fight against evil. The fight against evil is a long fight, absolutely, but it is a good fight. Like Jesus, we fight this fight with our hearts and minds, our prayers, our love, our vows, and our will. We enlist in this fight with our baptismal covenant and are reinforced daily by the communion of saints and the power of the Holy Spirit. We enlist in this fight with our baptismal covenant and are reinforced daily by the communion of saints and the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, we remember and celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. In a few moments, we will renew our baptismal vows. I encourage you to hear and say those words with a new resolve. If you are not baptized, I encourage you to listen to the words of the covenant carefully. When you are baptized in our tradition, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. Those are lovely words, and we get a warm feeling when we hear or say them. But what do they really mean? Those words mean we are all equal in God's eyes. We are all His beloved children. Christ is our brother. There are no favorites in this family. When we say we seek and serve Christ in all and respect the dignity of every human being, we have to mean it. That truth is the only thing that will combat the lie. Yes, those who engage in dangerous and deadly acts should be brought to justice. But justice without reconciliation, to me, just seems to border on vengeance. And vengeance is not ours. Last week in our sacred ground discussion, we talked about an excerpt from a book, Healing Our Broken Humanity, Practices for Revitalizing the Church and Renewing the World. The authors describe reconciliation. Reconciliation isn't an easy or simple process. It involves lament, repentance, and forgiveness. It requires justice, authentic partnerships, and equality. And notice that reconciliation doesn't come first. Reconciliation is an ongoing spiritual process that restores broken relationships and systems to reflect God's original intention for all creation to flourish. Now the words of our baptismal covenant 
must be the words that strengthen us for the fight we face. The fight against lies. The fight for truth. The fight for reconciliation. The communion of saints who fought before us inspires us. Jesus Christ. Abraham Lincoln. Martin Luther King, Jr. Bobby Kennedy. John Lewis. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Peggy Hayes. Norm Moyer, Linda Brown, and countless others. We have to keep fighting for the truths we hold dear, that all people are created equal, that all people are beloved children of God, that the light, the light of Christ, shines in the darkness, and the darkness, no matter how evil, does not overcome it that truth matters, and that love wins. In closing, I offer a prayer written by the Reverend Barbara Cawthorn Crafton for reconciliation. I know it's been around for a bit, but it might just as well have been written this week. Let us pray. God, in you all things are reconciled and no estrangement is found. Give us hope, even when we can see no way beyond the present conflict. You are the one who acts with power when human action fails. Forgive and heal our failure to find the way ourselves, our human inability even to imagine forgiveness our human preference for victory over reconciliation, and our perverse suspicion that even to see another point of view besides our own is to capitulate and lose face. Help us to seek our worth in your love for us and not in any imagined superiority of one over another. You, O oh God, who bring good even from great evil, are one God for all people. And so we pray to you in hope. Amen.